Sufi or not Sufi? That is the question. Hello and welcome to this week's Urgent Bite, brought to you by the Royal New Zealand College of Urgent Care. My name is Guy Melrose and today I've been thinking about slipped upper femoral epiphyses, Sufis. Living with uncertainty and risk is a part of all medical specialties, but for those community specialties like general practice and urgent care, there are some unique issues. As we are at the fat end of the sieve, we will see proportionally a lot more negative pathology than positive. As a patient moves through the filter, the clinicians interacting with those patients will see a higher proportion of those conditions. We act as that filter, and in some cases it is easy for us to sift a patient out as having a non-sinister issue. And in some cases we can easily identify a major problem and refer. For example, an Ottawa-negative ankle with a normal exam, apart from some ATFL swelling and pain, no instability, normal weight-bearing, and a simple mechanism of injury, will get a tuber grip and sent home, whereas a Weber C with Taylor shift gets sent to the hospital. Both are easy decisions, and the patient was in the filter for a short period of time. However, there are many conditions and cases that flow around the filter for a while and they may bounce between GP, ED and urgent care before eventually a definitive diagnosis is made and the patient journey continues then on in that direction. This is no doubt frustrating for our patients, but it also makes for an often dissatisfying consultation for ourselves. We all do this job to help people. We also have no intention of making patients worse or missing a diagnosis, but this looms large over many of our decisions. How we live with these concerns and uncertainties can vary with each practitioner, but there are a number of ways we can all help mitigate both the risks to our patients and also our own anxieties and concerns. CPD is, of course, vitally important to maintain and refresh knowledge, But in addition to this, peer support, both in the formal peer groups and in the -the on-the-floor support from our colleagues, is vital. Sharing diagnostic difficulties always helps. Utilising diagnostic pathways and decision support tools can be helpful, and these tie back into CPD as we need to stay current and qualified with these tools. It also helps to have parameters within your work, red lines, so to speak, that when crossed prompt referral for further action. I think these are things we develop over time, can be quite personal and can be based on gut instincts. The unsettled child that does not quite look right despite a normal exam, for example, might be one that one doctor sends home with safety netting and another refers to peds. This then links to one important skill that we all must learn in urgent care one that I liken to an actor trying to resist reading reviews, and that is not being disheartened if you refer a case and it turns out to be nothing of concern. Often these cases have had increased investigation and time taken, so the doctors at the hospital had more information to work with. 
So once you decide to refer, that is the end of it. Finding out the eventual diagnosis is great for ongoing learning, so unlike actors, we should look to read discharge summaries. But if it was not what you thought or feared, do not let that get you down or feel like you're a bad clinician. And then the final thing to mention in terms of ways to mitigate this uncertainty is the use of clear safety netting and take-home messages. Now, the reason I'm reflecting on this is I've been thinking about Sufis. I came across a paper from the Australian Family Physician in 2010 by Prue Weigel et al. called Slipped Upper Femoral Epiphysis in Children, Delays to Diagnosis. They reported on the delay from initial presentation to final admission for surgery, and they found a range of between 0 and 731 days. 76% initially presented to primary care, and of stable Sufis, diagnosis was missed in 62% of initial presentations. Now this made me think. An obvious Sufi is not something that is easily missed, but since these can be subtle, it is the sort of case that seemingly gets missed at initial presentations to primary care. So I thought it would be good to look into it in a little bit more detail to refresh my brain. Sufis can be stable or unstable. Stable being the patient is weight-bearing, and unstable are generally non-weight-bearing. Acute present within three weeks, whereas chronic are over three weeks. And there are also acute on chronic presentations. But all Sufi are managed by surgical repair, and so all need urgent orthopaedic referral. So what do the urgent care clinicians need to know? Well, I would refer you to the Royal Children's Hospital of Melbourne guidelines, as they are nice and succinct and very useful. But taking from that page, Sufi are common, somewhere between 0.2 and 10 cases per 100,000, with a 60-40 split in favour of boys. The mean age is 13.5 in boys and 12 in girls, and generally it is in larger children. And up to half can have bilateral. They will present with pain in the hip or the knee, and they will have a limp often with out-towing of the foot, walking with an antalgic gait. There can be external rotation with hip flexion, which is often a subtle sign even in the early stages. Investigations in urgent care will be x-rays. We should make sure we get frog leg views, and we need both hips to compare, so be specific on your referral forms. We are looking for a misalignment of the epiphysis, and when it is obvious it's unmissable, but for the subtle ones we do need to measure for certain lines and angles, which I will let you all look up and reference at the time, but usually getting an urgent radiology report is the best practice in my opinion. Now if the x-ray looks okay, obviously don't forget about differentials like septic joints, but I think this is where we get to some of the points that I mentioned at the start of this podcast. It seems like a lot of Sufi are missed in the early stages, and this can also be despite normal-looking x-rays. MRI and CT are sometimes utilised in these cases, so as with any other cause of a limping child, if you've not satisfied yourself 
with a normal looking x-ray that a Sufi is excluded, then it's still okay to refer to orthopedics. Referencing that paper, it seems there are too many delays in getting to the diagnosis from primary care. So we need to perhaps increase our spider sensors when it comes to Sufis. Thinking about a Sufi and a child of suitable age is obviously the first step. Avoiding fixating on a knee diagnosis when the child presents with knee pain is another error we need to remove. But when we've thought about Sufi, being reassured by a normal x-ray is perhaps where we need to also apply a small change in practice. Perhaps this means we opt for an early referral to orthopaedics, but certainly arranging close review and not allowing patients to limp on for months without follow-up is essential. I've linked in the show notes to the abstract of the paper that I've mentioned, and also to the Royal Children's Hospital of Melbourne page, as well as the Radiopedia page. It's worth going over these things to refresh your knowledge, and hopefully if we all consider the diagnosis of Sufi more, and perhaps increase our suspicion levels, even if the x-ray is reassuringly normal looking, we might not have as many kids being delayed in their diagnostic journey. The ongoing complications of Sufi, such as osteonecrosis, are worth avoiding. Now, if you have any comments, questions, corrections, or suggestions, email podcast at rnzcuc.org.nz. We'll be back again next week with another podcast. I look forward to seeing you all then. But for now, thanks for listening.